Alrighty, welcome, welcome to All Talk, All Ashes, episode two of the podcast. Uh, my name is Ferenci. I am a uh, long, long MMO player, not a long time MMO player. I've played a ton of MMOs over um, a long time. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm joined by my brother Subjective, and uh, if you want to introduce yourself. Subjective here, long time MMO player, too many hours in World of Warcraft count so yeah yep the crafty uh long-term wow player that i am not for sure um so th this is episode two last time uh if you had a chance to listen we uh broke down kind of like the uh the dev update hoping to kind of get more into like the swing of a normal kind of podcast that we plan to kind of just get into a weekly episode i think kind of our our goal is to kind of break down um there's there's a ton of information out there for ashes of creation um, whether it's through the wiki whether it's through dev streams conversations interviews that steven or other uh, team members have done but i think our goal is to kind of like provide some like additional information um that hopefully can maybe you know give you like bite size if you're trying to learn more about the game um we can also give our opinions as you know two people that have played a lot of mmos um for a long time and then hopefully you'll maybe get some enjoyment out of that um but yeah we're, we're just kind of kind of dig into a bunch of different topics here and this week our, our goal is to really dig into probably one of if not the most important system in ashes of creation which is the node system uh, if you were not familiar nodes are basically kind of like pre-selected places of interest um, sometimes they're referred to as places places of development uh, similar to cities i guess you might find in other mmos or other points of interest um, you know, they give players or they're going to give players a lot more control, I think, maybe compared to like the traditional MMO um, in terms of like development and making changes and choices. So, I mean, I'm I'm pretty excited about that. It sounds it sounds really interesting uh, compared to like, like the the traditional uh, standard MMO. Um, but we're, we're going to dig into it. So I'm going to give you kind of, um, brief overview of nodes very quickly. And then we're going to kind of dive into like the different node types and talk about like node progression and vassal nodes, all these different types of nodes. And I think it's pretty important because nodes are kind of essential to the core game mechanics. Um, but basically, uh, there are 85 types of nodes planned for the game. Um, along with 15 castle nodes, which we're, we're not getting into this week. Uh, spoiler, we might be getting into it next week a little bit more. Um, for a total of 100 nodes. Uh, nodes are locations that are predetermined, but players will have uh, the ability to kind of pick and choose the node types, uh, elect mayors for these types of nodes, which can be based on like a lot of different things, uh, ranging from you know earning favor to earning honor, kind of like in a PvP uh, way for different types of nodes. Uh, the more powerful a node becomes, the more influence can it, it can kind of exert on the different node types around it. That's kind of like the vassal node system. Um, but without further ado, we're digging in um, to the four major types of nodes. And this is kind of where we can hopefully start to dig in, give some more information, kind of give our thoughts. Um, and the first one is the divine node, which I seem to be like from our, our research was geared a lot more towards the PVE player. So player versus environment. Um, and kind of at its like highest stage, uh, which we'll get into a little bit more in the progression of nodes, um, can contain things like dungeons, catacombs, uh, PV, basically PV stuff that you're going to dig into. So, so I guess you can kind of like give us some of your thoughts like on this this type of node and kind of just what you think about it. Um, yeah. So I'm just getting my two most important things to say right at the start here. Having a PvE node is good because forcing players to do stuff they don't want to do is bad. So having an option to PvE only, in my opinion, is a very good thing. So in our research, we we saw there's not too much about all these nodes yet, but divine nodes are obviously geared towards PvE, and the further you progress your node, the more pve favor you unlock so that means that favor is used towards electing mayors obviously this all could could change by launch but this is what we right. know so far and once you get to level six which is a metropolis you unlock you have a medic mega catacomb and or dungeon with like specific raid bosses in it 
and I think that just sounds awesome for PVEers. Yeah, I definitely agree. And you know, like I'm not like the biggest PVE person, but like a making it kind of like I guess in a way optional. Um, you know, depending on what type of node that you decide to choose um, for like your area and kind of progress. Um, it it sounds really interesting. I'm I'm really curious to see how it's all gonna play out. Like I don't like is it you know are these nodes that get progressed say to like mega catacombs or dungeons um you know are they going to be all unique dungeons are they going to have like raid bosses um is this this seems like it's going to be kind of like the main content for like the traditional pve player i i would say based on kind of like just taking a, an overview and a look at it um which is cool like i think that's really cool and i'm, I'm curious to kind of see how it all kind of works and plays out but i mean it sounds it sounds really interesting like having like this node developed by players that kind of can turn into like this raid or this dungeon or could it be procedural dungeons uh, uh for uh yeah. divine nodes which could be very interesting and we're also we were also debating like how could like a lot of people would be like well pve only that's boring right but yeah. You know, everyone has different play styles. And, like, since this game is a player-run game, we were, you know, Francie and I were theorizing, how could a PvE node, you know, fall into that, you know, supporting all the other nodes in the player-run economy? And we theorized, like, maybe bosses in the Divine node could drop specific items, like crafting reagents that only that those bosses drop, and then they bring it to a another a crafter or something since the best supposedly the best crafted gear or the best not sorry the best gear it's from crafted right um so that that's kind of a way how they can tie it into pve that's one way i mean there's plenty of other ways they can i'm really interested to see the more the meat on the bones for this node because there is not too much info on it right now so yeah it's it's definitely a little sparse but so i'm hoping eventually we'll get like a developer um kind of you know video on it um i I definitely agree i think the thing like if the true kind of backbone of this game is the player economy the player driven economy like pve i think could play a really important role if if you're not like PVEing to get the best gear which you know which is typically what you do in you know world of warcraft the standard mmo um which i, I personally it's, it's not my thing because i've just never liked raids i've never been huge on just like doing dungeons um so if, if the backbone is the economy then I like the idea more so of like if a PVE only type player, like if they want to progress, if they want to make money, um, you know, if they want to like get gear, like the best gear, like I, I like the idea that like they have to go into a dungeon, they have to really kind of dig into like, all right, I got to kill, you know, this, this dragon to get dragon scale. And then I can give that to either, you know, like an armor Smith or maybe I'm an armor Smith and I can kind of like turn that into, you know, like the best gear. Like to me, that's, to me, that's a lot more interesting and kind of opens up a lot more like opportunity for the PV player, right? You don't just have to like spam the same dungeon maybe all the time. You can kind of like diversify, branch out, go to different dungeons to get different type of like, you know, reagents and crafting materials and hopefully turn that into something that has has a lot of valuables, value to it. So I'm ex- I think it's cool. Again, as somebody who doesn't really love PVE a ton, um, I'm curious to see, you know, what kind of role you know, the dungeon and the catacomb is going to play kind of long-term, I guess, in kind of the node system. I I think that the PVE node, like I said, will have these specific things for them when they upgrade it, but I think, like, like regular dungeons will probably be available to all players. Like, I don't think they're going to, like, throw... It's just, like, you have to be a divine node player to you know, focus on PvP. And I hope they just mix it up. I hope it's just not just dungeons and raid bosses. Maybe maybe if you're on solo, you can just go kill 100, or well, 100's probably too many, but 10 <laughs> wolves or 10 pigs or something to, you know, turn in a quest to progress, like, your node or some Some silly things they can do. I mean, it can get repetitive, but some people like that. Yeah, some, some people do. Like, I am definitely the anti-grind, I guess, kind of player, like, for MMOs. Like, 
you know, I've been through so many games, um, like leveling systems, like, and it feels like a lot of games don't even try anymore to like make like a really kind of like thoughtful, like leveling progression. It's more like I'm just leveling to get to the end game. So I'm curious to see like if, if this divine node will kind of play a factor, you know, like you said, there are people that really love that grind. Um, like I've played with people that are like, oh man, I, I love just farming mobs and like sitting here and grinding. And I'm like, that's that's cool. Maybe, hopefully, the divine node will kind of kind of be for them. Honestly. Yeah, that's what I agree. Alrighty, so that kind of uh, wraps up the divine nodes, um, and we're gonna go ahead and take a look now at probably the thing that I'm most interested in, which is the economic node. Um, the economic economic node is focused on trade, which makes sense. Um, economic nodes can have auction houses. Um, they can have marketplaces to trade and sell goods. Um, if you want to become a mayor of the economic node, um, it is elected via a blind bidding process. So kind of like pay to win, but obviously through in-game currency, um, not like outside purchase currency, which is kind of cool, kind of interesting. Um I'm really excited for this one. I, I think it's going to be, to me, it's going to be like a hub. Um, you know, they've already talked about like the inclusion of like, you know, when you have your like your freeholds, like you can have taverns and inns and um, there's going to be benefits and like progression paths that you can kind of level up and like kind of have all these cool things going on. Like one of my favorite things um, in an MMO ever was um, Star Wars Galaxy's player economy very player driven um you know it had you know houses you could make you could have um vendors inside of it and everything was kind of driven by the economy so i'm kind of curious to see everything that's going to like pop up as a result of you know the economy and crafting and kind of all these different things so uh curious to see kind of like what you think about like economic nodes so the economic node to me sounds at least from what i what we know so far that it's like it sounds like the node where people who want to play the game a lot will benefit heavily from this node because yeah. obviously to become the mayor, you know, the more gold you have, you could buy your way to mayorship. So that's what Forensi meant by pay to win, but it's yes. like in-game. It's, it's in-game currency. Right. But uh, yeah, so um, this sounds like a huge node for, like I said, just people who play a lot because you know the mayor the way the mayor works um you gotta min max your gold you're playing the auction house all the time almost kind of like the stock market um i'm hoping maybe they have some cooler things maybe they can manage logistics maybe they can send out caravans that other people can defend and they manage oversee caravan like logistics i mean i mean I really don't know, too, like I said, we don't know too much about this node overall. We just know it's going to have the auction house and obviously where all the trading's done. So it really is interesting to see how they could incorporate this maybe to people who don't want to go out in the field, but maybe like logistics, almost kind of like RTS games, maybe, I guess. Yeah, I mean... Uh, there's been like a whole like and I, and I love these type of games too like cozy games you know just which is really just like focused on like you know farming crafting you know things like that obviously like you know animal crossing and, and stuff like that and like there's there's definitely a huge niche and like i think group of people that will do that and and i'm i'm excited because one of the things i loved about source galaxies was like one of the classes that you got to choose at the beginning was truly just it was like an artisan class um that could be like kind of leveled up and progressed into different um, kind of like subclasses i guess and like it sounds like you're gonna have a chance to do that um essentially in um ashes of creation but hopefully a little bit more free form like in in star wars galaxy you were kind of stuck to like being an artisan so you couldn't i don't think you could be an artisan and then I don't believe if I'm remembering correctly, go to like change to be like get into combat and melee. So like PVP is going to be my number one focus, but like literally right behind it, I think is going to be um, the kind of like, you know, crafting, so to speak, profession, if you will. Cause I, I think like there's just so many cool things that can happen um, with like the economy being hopefully purely player driven. Right. And I, I think that's the important thing is, um, there's yeah. hopefully there's no like bind on pickup. There's no like, you know, things like that because you know, that can kind of limit, um, trade and opportunities. And 
Uh, I'm excited to see how it all plays out because I really do think there's going to be a lot of people um, like I I'm excited to just log in and like, okay, I don't really have time to go PvP or do a caravan caravan run. Let me just take care of my like my sheep and like water my my crops and like do some crafting. And like, I think that could be a really, really fun element too. Yeah, I don't think you said buying on pickup. I don't think buying on pickup can work for a game like this unless no. it's like, I mean... I'm going to give an example to World of Warcraft and try to explain a little bit about economic nodes. Economic nodes to me sound like uh, garrisons in uh, the expansion Warlords of Draenor, which were not very popular, but <laughs> this is on a whole nother level, like in terms of depth. Like in World of Warcraft garrisons, you would sit in your garrison. I mean, you would go out, farm stuff to upgrade your garrison, and then you would send followers out on mission. Economic nodes kind of sound like that to me, but obviously there is 10 times the amount of depth which garrisons in World of Warcraft severely lacked. And these are obviously out in the open, whereas garrisons in World of Warcraft were personal. Um, but yeah, I'm really interested to see what they do with like economic nodes. Like, will they, like, will people in economic nodes like lead caravans? Will they like um initiate the caravans because like like are they the since they're the de facto trade node like are these guys managing ship routes caravan routes um you know goods i mean it's there's a lot of cool things they could do with it yeah and I, my hope is like because you know they did mention in the most recent the caravan pvp dev stream you know, Steven was talking about like oh like we progressed this node um like this marketplace to have like black market like traders and, and things like that and i think that to me is really exciting i, I really hope that the specialization is going to come through like with these all, all of these nodes but you know just as like the economic node is an example like okay like are we progressing um i assume through like some type of like progression path whether it's the mayor that gets to choose or maybe it's through um you know whatever how you choose to progress the node um through various mechanics you know, is it going to be, um, you know, will it be like, will we really get like that specialization? Like, oh, like if I want to really like, you know, go to a mining town, right? That's focused maybe on a lot on like mining and smelting and stuff like that. Will that be an option? Or, you know, maybe there's, you know, an, an economic node that's really focused on like services. So like, you know, there's a lot of inns and, um, you know, think, you know, I think like that's going to add to me like, ton of hopefully a lot of like specialization and options and, and really give you like a reason to you know kind of go beyond your node like oh i want to like i really want to work on my mining and my my smelting so i gotta go i should probably go to like you know rock town or you know whatever <laughs> you know ends up you know these names end up being for cities and things like that so um i think it'll be cool I i'm excited uh i'm interested like i said i can't wait to learn more definitely think uh we need to have like an episode just focused on the economy stuff because there's there's like so much stuff that i want to dig into just because like it, it can have such i think a big impact on the game but um, unless you had any other thoughts i think we're gonna move on to like the military node yeah i just as long as is i mean you know you know someone's gonna name a node or a a town iron forge <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I imagine they'll probably i'm curious like if they are gonna let people name it or if it's gonna be like you know like it's just you know random or but it, it'll be interesting to see but hope yeah hopefully we know when alpha 2 starts i mean i don't know if we don't know if it's all going to be there at the start of alpha right. 2, but maybe yeah for sure um next node and then we're going to be digging into a little bit here is the military node um military nodes focus on combat and class training uh, military nodes enable bounty hunting uh, which kind of sounds like a way to reduce player corruption which um from my kind of limited understanding corruption is kind of like this uh, mechanic that has to do with um you know players being bad doing bad things and kind of like how how you can kind of deal with it um in various different types of ways um and in military nodes players can earn honor through trial by combat uh, which can be used to progress the node and lead to being elected mayor for the node so you kind of get elected by being really good at pvp basically which is cool and again as a pv play pv player this is obviously um, pretty interesting to me I'm certainly excited for it. It'll be interested to see kind of all, you know, because there wasn't a ton known about it beyond kind of like the bounty hunting um, and, and kind of like doing honor. Like, it sounds like maybe there could be like, this could be like the arena combat. Like if you if you liked arena combat in World of Warcraft, maybe. 
um, as well as um, some other things as well. So curious to kind of get your thoughts on you know the military node. Yeah, so it looks like it might have small scale PvP, which is okay. I'm fine with that. So, yeah. I mean, some people like that. Um, it looks like um, bounty hunters, which is cool. Like, if it seems like from what we know right now, if you if you're doing a lot of bad things out there, the military node once it's upgraded enough, you're gonna get a bounty on your head, and they will be able to see where you're at on the map. So. You might not want to be a bad boy out there or you're going to get in trouble. The military knows it's going to come after you. <laughs> Which is cool. I think that's like really cool. Like I love that. Like Star Wars Galaxies had like a bounty hunting system and it was even like more interesting in maybe Star Wars Galaxies because like, you know, it was super hard to become a Jedi initially. And so like if, if you were Jedi and you kind of got found out, like you could get bounty hunters and the Empire after you. So like I kind of like, I hope like there's that like, people are becoming like pirate kings and like you know notorious bandits and like you know they're the military note is kind of a way to hopefully kind of you know give some balance and like some checks and balances to that yeah i think this is awesome like like it, especially like i said we don't know how it's going to play out 100 percent, but you know if 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 a big guild is you know being naughty out there you know the military nodes are going to be on uh coming after them you know what i'm saying it's kind of a way to keep things in check which i think is important for a game that's so player driven so it seems like it almost seems like military nodes are like they are anti-corruption so they might i mean they might be able to do bad things there might be able to be bad military nodes but we don't know yet yeah but it sounds like the military node are the nodes to keep you know crime i guess in check in the game so like if you're you know raiding caravans a lot they might they might uh, get noted. No, they might uh, get notified that you're doing that, and you know stuff like that. And I am a big PVPer, so I'm really interested to see how this node plays out. This is a node we really don't know much about at all, so yeah. it, there's a the, lot to learn here. Yeah, very very limited information. Um, you know, it does mention you know you can kind of become mayor through trial by combat, which which made me think a little bit maybe there's going to be arena. Um, I'm not like, I'm not a huge arena fan, like an MMO. I, I really, I never did it in WoW just cause it didn't like interest me at all. Um, I think you did for sure. And just, yes, I did. So I am curious to see, like, I, I would be more interested. Um, I don't know how WoW worked. Like, I don't know if, were you able to like spectate in WoW, like people that were doing arena or like, how did, was it purely just like a matchmaking type system? It was completely matchmaking only, and then Arena came out in the first expansion, and then when Blizzard Blizzard decided to balance the game around 3v3 Arena, which was a huge mistake, in my opinion. So, I mean, small-scale combat is going to be difficult to balance always, so you always got to keep that in mind. Yeah, and I kind of wonder if it'll be more, because they, they have said they're going to be balancing around group combat, too, and like we know there's like a rock, paper, scissor kind of balancing to 1v1 combat. So it will be kind of curious to see like how that all plays out. If, if there is like some time type of arena, I like the idea more of like an arena that's like, you know, people can come into the stands. Like maybe if you build like a, you know, Coliseum and kind of have like a gladiator moment, you know, like that, that would be really cool if there's, there's elements to that. Um, or if it's more, be more of like a 5v5, if if it is truly based on like, you know, group combat. Because it, it sounds like if it was like a 1v1 type arena or anything like that, it, it would be, you know, pretty imbalanced based on how the game is, is going to be. Yeah, 1v1 would not work for an arena at all. Because game, you don't, you don't balance MMOs around 1v1 because that's a balancing nightmare. Yeah. But yeah, I think your idea of like, if they're, like I said, like an open arena and people who, you can, you can queue up for it, but everyone can kind of watch that would be really cool. Um, just, just little things like that, or maybe like, maybe, like even if it's just three v three or something, maybe they could do things like, I don't know, just like maybe have an arena where it's a small scale battle of over like a small town or something, and like everyone gets to watch and from the stands or something just kind of i'm trying to think of like gladiator when they had the movie gladiator when they had yeah. uh, they reenacted scenes but you know i guess that would be kind of cool i don't know <laughs> maybe they could do stuff like that yeah i think there's a lot of potential for it like kind of like this idea of like you know military nodes i'm curious if there'll be like guilds that are more focused to like on mili- being like kind of like in these military nodes and you know i, I played a really um out there mmo called world war Two online and like 
the whole concept was it was all like player controlled like command structures so like the generals at the top that were making decisions all right we're attacking here we're attacking here like you know if they can get that type of element you know like within these military nodes whether they're for like you know mercenary guilds within them and stuff like that i think could be cool Two, just throwing out random ideas not that any of this is planned or expected but uh certainly some some things that you know could be kind of fun if if they decide to implement them yeah, we're just theory crafting. I mean, it can always be fun to theory craft. I mean, I always keep my expectations tempered. This game is not complete, so never rule out anything. Yeah, is what I'm saying. We we don't know enough about this node. Yeah, yet, and, I, I'm definitely the person yeah. that likes to throw out ideas too. Just throwing that, <laughs> saying that's. Uh, I'm like, oh, this would be so cool. Not not that I expect it. Not that I I hope. That, not that they need to do it or anything like that, but just you know, random ideas of it. Just throw out there, theory craft, like you said. Yeah, yeah, just throwing out ideas isn't bad, and like I said, I'm very interested in this note, and I, you know, as we tick towards Alpha 2, I'm really, or even a dev update, they might go in more depth, they might do it like a node refresher before Alpha 2, Yeah. in one of the monthly updates, so, yeah, we, we'll we see. We just got a little little bit of a taste of PvP with the caravan, the caravan PvP updates, so I'm, sh- I'm sure they're going to dig into it a little bit more, you know, the game is PvX, um, so no necessarily focus on pve or pve but it's everything basically um and so our last our last node that we're going to dig into here is the scientific node um which again limited information um but scientific nodes are supposed to allow for fast travel through tele- teleportation um mayors for these nodes can be elected via ranked choice voting so a little bit of democracy within this node and um, scientific nodes focus largely on artisan classes and construction. So, you know, I imagine things like there being like, uh, you know, skill trainers for, you know, certain types of, uh, you know, uh, crafting professions and things like that. Um, you know, it seemed, it seemed kind of interesting, you know, especially like with fast travel being a focus and things like that. It seems like scientific nodes are going to be really important, you know, if we're, we're talking to you about um, like construction, you know, if we imagine like scientific nodes are going to be useful for, you know, potentially unlocking infrastructure, maybe in other nodes potentially as well. So I'm curious to see what you think about scientific nodes. Well, this one does sound like the crafter's heaven node from what we know. Um, because it sounds like if you really want to get deep into craft and scientific nodes are kind of the way to go. Like, obviously, economic nodes are all about trading, and scientific nodes are all about using those resources to craft. So, um, yeah, all we know now is that it is f- fast travel is going to be nice with this node, it's going to have airships, possibly. Um, and it has a ranked choice popular vote for mayor. So, like I said, we don't know much about this node, unfortunately. But it does sound cool that there is a crafting only, kind of like a crafted only um, dedicated node. Because I know a lot of people like doing stuff like that. No, definitely. And I- I'm a... Uh... I'm interested because it sounds like maybe this is hopefully going to be kind of a limitation on fast travel, right? The fact that maybe um, not only do you have to have a scientific node for fast travel, but that maybe you have to like progress the city enough to fast travel or, you know, the, the node enough to fast travel, um, which I, I like. Um, I, I don't really like fast travel in most games, Um even though in a lot of games it's necessary to kind of get around and move around. So I'm curious if this will kind of be a limiting factor. And and my hope is obviously if, if you know, fast travel is limited, that hopefully there's a lot of cool ways to get around um, and travel and, and things to do when you're traveling. So my, my hope is with scientific nodes is maybe that'll, you know, maybe kind of limit teleportation or fast travel. Well, the there are mounts, so... Yeah. Um... I don't, yeah, I don't know, yeah, we don't know how this kind of works yet, so it's like, I mean, I don't know, like, does a scientific node maybe, pop, can they construct portals in specific places with certain limit, how many there are, can they set up, it says they can have airships to provide fast travel between areas, can they, kind of like, I'm thinking of World of Warcraft with the, 
on the Horde side with their uh, Zeppelin system, it's kind of like, could they construct a point A to point B air mm. travel system, which would yeah. be kind of interesting, like where the player puts it. Yeah. Um, not a specific spot. Um, that would be kind of cool. Um, I don't know. I mean, it sounds like there's going to be islands out in the ocean and maybe being part of the scientific node will be, be good because you could probably air travel from like the main continent to one of the little islands, which would be faster than just taking a boat. I mean, that might be one of their benefits, but I mean, it's a wait and see. And, you know, I'm trying to just theorize some cool ideas and I'm kind of, I'm interested in this node too. I'm a, I'm a PVP here. And I love deep crafting systems, so... Yeah, I definitely am all, all in on crafting, so I imagine I'll be spending a good bit of time at the scientific node, you know, leveling those skills up and seeing what it has to offer, so... It's exciting, and like I said, there's also the construction component, too. Like, I'll, I'll be curious to see if it, if it plays into um, the, you know, like, kind of, like, adding infrastructure to the world, you know, obviously with caravans being a big deal you know yeah, having yeah. better roads and things like that are going to be really important potentially so i'm curious to see like what what role players can kind of have like in, in construction beyond just you know maybe player housing and, and kind of the world in general so that should be maybe cool. you can build them the bigger houses like maybe scientific knows like i think once you get to a rank six known which is metropolis you can have mm -hmm. mansions so maybe scientific notes can offer that kind of construction to other nodes maybe the guy in the epic note you know economic node he's rich he's like i'll give you x amount of gold to build me a mansion and put all this furnishings in it or something yeah that's i mean that's gonna or be you you make part. him the stuff and maybe he can place it or so i don't know yeah Just yeah so ideas it'll, it'll be curious to see and uh kind of how that all plays out uh, i guess now that we've kind of broken down all the nodes we've talked about them a little bit like what's I guess what's what interests you the most um, with these different types of nodes, based on some of things some of the things we've discussed or like theorized about. Um, so I'm really interested to see how they all work together because that's really the key here. From what it sounds like, it sounds like they all work. From what we know, bare bones way, it sounds like they all work together pretty cool ways. Like you get to pick and choose what you want to do. You want to sit in an auction house all day and make money. Go economic, you know, you want to PvP and stuff, go military. You want to craft scientific, you want to um, PvE, go divine. It sounds like they're covering the basics for an MMO and people can focus on what they want pretty well. And it's going to be very interesting to see how they all blend together is what I'm interested to see. Yeah, I'm excited just for the idea that like, players are going to exert a lot more control over kind of the world essentially. Cause it seems like these, these nodes are going to be like kind of the major um, points of interest within the world. It's, and it's going to be mostly player controlled. Um, even if they're not necessarily um, building the buildings that end up popping up along as the node progresses, right. You know, they're going to be making decisions about how like the node, you know, the, the progression tree kind of works um, potentially and things like that. And um, I, I'm curious to kind of, you know, I'm excited to see all the things that can kind of pop up as a result of that, you know, having it be more player controlled, and, you know, what cities are going to yeah. thrive and what cities are going to die and, you know, all of that. But uh, yeah, I think, I think it'll be really fun. I'm obviously excited for all, I think honestly, I'm excited to, I'm kind of interested to see all these nodes and how they really kind of end up playing. Uh, a question I, I did have too is going to be, you know, Curious, like, if if these nodes truly are all going to be, like, kind of open and, like, you know, all right, well, players decided they wanted to put down a divine node here or an economic node. Um, like, I'm curious to see, like, how it kind of will balance out maybe and, um, you know, what's going to keep people from just, you know, spamming maybe one type of node. Is, is there going to be kind of some balance and, and necessary need or mechanic that prevents you from having too many of the same nodes so i'm curious to see how that will play out but i'm, I'm excited for it yeah that's a good question also like if the, if everyone goes military nodes or it'll be interesting to see how players actually uh, like i said that's what alpha 2 is for like it's it's we're, we're gonna get into the meat of it and like we're gonna really start seeing how like since a lot of the more systems will be in the game with alpha 2 we'll get to see how players really start doing these things these issues are like things you bring up that could pop up like too many military nodes too many scientific nodes so 
that's where we're going to start seeing the balance and probably probably towards the end of alpha 2 is what i'm thinking yeah yeah definitely i definitely think we'll we'll get some good good stuff out of alpha 2 as far as like the nodes and how they work and progress and all that uh, speaking of which, um, we're going to kind of transition a little bit here to node progression um, and talk. I'm going to just kind of give kind of a brief overview of it, and then we can kind of give our thoughts and what we think about it. Um, so nodes, they, they progress um, on a vi- in a variety of different ways, um, or through a variety of different ways, I should say. Um, they can be progressed through things such as questing, crafting, um, raiding within the node's zone of influence, which is kind of just like its area, you know, that, that within, if you're within that area of the node. Um, in the area that it influences and um, nodes begin at stage zero which is basically just wilderness nothing there essentially um, and they can be, be advanced into a metropolis at stage six which is kind of like a, a massive big city if you think of like world of warcraft for those who are familiar like an iron forge or you know or Stormwind. um uh, you can tell i'm, I'm an alliance player uh and um, as you know, nodes become more powerful, they can kind of begin to exert more influence on other nodes, which we're going to dig into a little bit more in Vassal nodes after this. But kind of curious, like your just your thoughts on this like whole idea of like progressing nodes, and um, you know this this idea that you can kind of like build up a node and, and kind of you know, begin to kind of become more powerful in a certain node and kind of affect other nodes. Well, I'm really interested to see how players or how many players you need to die like dive into the upgrading like so obviously it's going to take a lot of work to get to the highest level no so you're going to need a lot of players and it's going to take weeks you know weeks at least from what we know it's going to take just going from like three to four might take weeks and then four to five might take more weeks and then five to six might take even more right weeks so the question is is how much effort do players have to put into this, like, in order to progress this? Now, are we talking hundreds? Are we talking thousands? Are we talking several or just even lower than that? Like, um, that's really what I want to know overall about progression. I am also interested in, like, you know, maybe we'll, like, specific nodes have talent trees that you can pick talents. Like, maybe to to make the nodes different, like say there's two economic nodes, but maybe one economic node went down this talent path and the other one went down a different one for other benefits or something. It's like stuff like that. I'm interested about no progression and just how the players really mess with it. Yeah. And no, I definitely agree. And like I said, kind of what I was talking about earlier with like that comic note, like, is there going to be a lot of opportunity for specialization? Because to me, that that's that's the stuff that makes the game really fun and cool and interesting is when you could, again, like, all right, I'm going to this node um, because it's a big city. I can sell my wares. I know they have a good marketplace. Or I'm going to this node because um, I want to PvP or, you know, whatever, right, basically. And um, that'll be kind of interesting. You know, I'm, I'm curious to see how it's... You know, they kind of mention, you know, how you progress nodes is through like questing, crafting and, you know, raiding within this kind of area. You know, I'm, I I hope it's like I hope it's like a natural thing. You're just kind of doing it naturally in a lot of ways and it's not too much of a grind. I think like the issue I've always yeah. had with like a like a survival game is like, you know, to build up your base or whatever. It's it's like, so, you know, it's such a grind that like it can kind of take away from, you know, just playing the game versus, you know, just kind of naturally playing the game versus, you know, all right, I have to grind out X, Y, Z in order to like progress and, and make progress here. So hopefully there's a little bit of like, you know, you're just doing your normal thing. Like if you're PVPing, all right, cool. You're, you're leveling up a military node or, or something like that within the area. Yeah, but I, 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 I agree with you on that with natural just like stuff too but i also think some people like structured progression so having quests tied to upgrades isn't a terrible idea that's true that's true maybe 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 they'll have a maybe they'll have like a contribution bar where you can only contribute so much per week so like say you just want to do all the quests right and you get all your contribution for the week towards a node progression done, right? Or you just want to go out there and harvest uh, ore. And eventually your contribution will max out just from harvesting ore. Like, give... 
I think giving players that choice, like if if they just want to go out there and mine ore for their contribution, let them do it. No, definitely. Um, and, and I'll be curious to see what I, like something I think would be cool too would be like, you know, when we start to get into like the progression path and like skill trees or whatever, if they're they're available for different nodes, um, too is is will we be able to like all right, say we're you know maybe maybe there are quests you can do like it's like okay if well if you provide um you know 10,000 ore you know as kind of like a collective group um within the area then okay you you get like a point like within the the mining skill tree of this economic node or if this area is more like they're hunting and you know getting a lot of high like maybe they're going to get benefits within kind of like the you know hunting section you know so it kind of like it'd be cool if it kind of naturally progressed based on like what maybe people are doing more within the node and again this could be through like you you mentioned which, which is a good point like you know having like maybe quests and like i you know different like structured things you can do within it as well yeah i don't think having structure hurts like some people don't like it but i do think some people like to being being guided so i don't i think taking i i would prefer natural but i think if you took away some st- if you took away structure, people might get, I don't know. It's like, I don't know. Just some people like being guided. Like, no, I definitely agree. Just, I don't think it's a bad thing. I, I'm like, you know, I can kind of go both ways on it. Like it really depends on the game. Like <laughs> I play, you know, like Kerbal space program, like sandbox mode. And it's, it's very unstructured, but it's also in some ways structured because like the first thing you have to do is, you know, get a rocket off and get into orbit and then only once you're in orbit like can you progress to the next thing which might be like going to the moon and you know landing on the moon so you know there is kind of like that natural structure um like with some games can kind of exert um there's more like a focus structure too uh i'm playing again like i said i play like every mmo um palia like i've been playing some palia um you know that game can be really structured and then in moments it's unstructured and so sometimes that can lead to some you know issues but uh yeah like i i definitely agree i think maybe having a mixture of both is going to be obvious it's always obviously the safest way to go like whether it's through like daily quests like towards the node progression or you know whatever um you know i think yeah. it could be a, a good thing too for sure yeah my my biggest gripe is just don't force people to do it try at least try not to force them to do content they don't like 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 yeah. I said, like I said, for progression the node, and then you're forced to do quests to yeah. level up the node. No, that, definitely. <laughs> some people might not like that, but I don't think it's a bad thing to have those quests for people who like doing it. Like if I want to just go out and if I'm on the military, I don't know if I just want to you know gank people all day and it, get contribute toward it. You know, just let it happen. Yeah, I think like I understand like trying to get people to experience different things. Um, like I play Tarkov, and like you have to do a lot of different quests and use certain guns, even if you don't feel comfortable with them. Um, like that's fine, but like for like a long term like kind of progress type thing, like I think of like dailies and like you know there's some games that I just like I can't stand doing dailies because it's you know it's whether it's just repetitive or it's forcing me to like do certain things for, you know repeatedly that I just don't want to do. Um, and, and hopefully this is kind of where the like the different types of nodes will play into too. Like so like if you are the PV player, you're like all right, I'm just gonna spend my time in a divine node, and there's gonna be a lot of you know whether it's dailies or quests or whatever. Um, where I can just focus on killing mobs and doing dungeons or whatever. Or if it's like I'm the crafter, I'm going to spend a lot of my time in the, you know, maybe the scientific or the economic nodes to kind of level up and then sell stuff. So hopefully that will kind of give people a good bit of variety and kind of keep them focused on whatever it is they they like to do with the game. I agree. Cool. Uh, Vassal nodes. We're going to talk a little bit about Vassal nodes. They they are, I think, important enough to kind of warrant their own kind of like section um, worth mentioning. I'm going to kind of go through. It's it's a little complicated. Um, we tried to break it down as simply as we could. Um, and vassal nodes, um, they are kind of underneath regent nodes or parent nodes. Uh, they These parent nodes, they exert influence over the vassal nodes, which adds to kind of like the governance or like the political dynamic of the game. Um, larger nodes essentially can influence smaller nodes and even kind of like block their progression in some ways. Uh, larger vassal nodes can provide additional mechanics as well to the smaller nodes that kind of fall under their, their influence, um, which can be like a good or bad thing. Uh, it was mentioned that it doesn't have to be all bad things, like, but for, for an example of something that could be bad as kind of being underneath these kind of parent or regent nodes is like 
taxes, right? They might, they might, you know, tax you on certain things. Um, or the good things can be like, you might get some bonuses, extra mechanics as a result. Uh, vassal nodes can have control over these other nodes that are in kind of a lower stage in it and again are subject to kind of like the parent or regent nodes desires for war alliances. So like if your big, big daddy node goes to war, then you might be getting dragged into it as kind of a smaller node um, beneath it. Um, which, I mean, it sounds pretty cool. Like, there's there's a lot that can kind of go into here. Um, I guess maybe I'll start off here because, like, I love this. Like, this is what I, I love in games. Again, player control. Um, the, the idea that, like, essentially governments are going to be potentially forming. Like, kind of having these, these big parent nodes and regent nodes controlling these other vassal nodes. And, like, you know, the political dynamics that are going to come to that. Like, will, like, nodes be able to kind of, like, split off from each other and you know, eventually, you know, all these like political dynamics that can kind of come into play as kind of a result of this vassal node system. So I'm, I'm not curious, curious to see what kind of you, you think about it as well. Um, that's an interesting idea. I just, like I said, I need to see how it works. I mean, we know small details on how it works. Like rank six is the highest rank node. And then that becomes the superpower in that area. So, yep. and then they get a superpower trait, which spreads to all the the nodes below it so if you have a rank six scientific node right then you get the benefits of their fast travel or if you have a rank six economic node you get the benefits of having the auction house in your node even if it's scientific military or divine so it'll be interesting to see how this works out because you said taxes right so like could like could in theory, I'm just throwing this out there because it's silly, but could in theory, if one node has taxes too high, you know, kind of like how the United States was founded, they start a revolutionary war over it or something. <laughs> that would be kind of funny. That's right. But, uh, Someone's going to tax tax the tea too much. We're going to throw it in the harbor and then yeah. form our own new node or something. <laughs> that would that'd be, that'd be goofy, but kind of funny and cool at the same time, but... But yeah, uh, it'll be a battle for dominance, basically. So I I just want to know more about this because I could go all day talking about how this could oh, yeah. work in theory, but like, how do they keep smaller nodes in line? Um, you tax too high, they could break off and go to maybe under the influence of a different uh, ranks, a uh, level six node. I mean... There's a lot we don't know, and I, I'm really interested to get my hands on it, or if they do a dev update on it, would be great. Yeah, no, they, they've talked about it a little bit, but like I said, the, everything's changed over over the even the last year alone. So it, it'll be interesting to see. Like, yeah, any, anytime that like I said, I think you open things up to player, um, you know, control and player like you know choice and things like that. I think it's always going to be really interesting. Now, we've seen it go bad. Uh, we both played Atlas. Yeah, <laughs> like, yes, we, yes. we know it can go poorly because you know you might get like the Mega Guild, an alliance, and like they can just control everything. Um, so it'll be curious to see like what are the limitations? Are are there limitations? Um, I know in the past, Stephen um, Stephen Sharif, obviously uh, game director. Uh, has mentioned like he he seems to be pretty open to just leaving it up to player control and then kind of letting things go. So I'm curious to see if there are checks and balances and and things like that. But like like you said, there there's some really I think cool situations that can arise from this, and it'll kind of be curious to you know like I said like I, I do picture that like if there is one kind of super vassal or super regent node that's controlling everything, but then they're taxing everybody, will you know that result in you know like a rebel, you know, rebel alliance forming, like, yeah, I picture like star Wars, you know, things like that. Yeah. Like, so it's going to be fun. I think it'll be cool. I, like I said, I, I want to know a lot more like, cause that like knowing more about this system, I think could really, you know, lead to a lot of cool conversation and like discussion about like what, what could happen eventually based on yeah. that. Yeah. So it sounds like they, they got like full player control and then they're just going to throw it into people's hands and maybe alpha two or what, if it, or, or beta, I don't know where they're going to, have it fully implemented i would assume it'd be fully implemented by the time beta starts so maybe by the end of alpha 2 and they're just gonna just know like take all the uh all the limitations off and just see how crazy players go with it and then i guess you could try to balance it from there if it gets too crazy 
yeah, yeah. Hopefully, alpha, beta will be a big, you know. All right. Well, we gave them too much control. We need to like dial it in a little bit um, to kind of like fix some of those things too, for sure. Yeah. If you give players ultimate control, they will abuse it. I trust me. Yeah, and that's like the thing too. Like obviously, um, you know, in the real world, there's like limitations and there's things like that. Um, obviously, you know, the real world is no uh, exception to abuse of power and things like that too. But you know, I feel like especially in video games, like <laughs> gamers will do like whatever they can to like, you know, get that that advantage, that edge, and kind of like push it to the limit. So curious yep. to see how that will play out. Um, I don't know if you have any other additional thoughts as we kind of wrap up here on node system and kind of that, but. Um, I always have additional thoughts, but again, I don't want to, I, again, until we know more, I'm just going to really wait and see. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's fair. I'm excited. The node system really is kind of, kind of critical to like the, the foundation, I think of, of ashes. So I think we diving deeply into it has been kind of a good thing um and speaking of of nodes and um some other systems within ashes our our plan is for next week to focus on castle nodes which we really didn't mention a lot it, it was almost you know worthy enough to kind of go into its own topic um so we're going to kind of go into next week talking about castle nodes and kind of their the relevancy within ashes of creation as well as the guild system because guilds and um the castle node system are, are pretty closely linked so we'll be digging into that next week if you're interested um, another thing that I will mention, and I haven't even told Sub about this, but we do have a Discord now for uh, All Talk All Ashes, so I'm going to be including that into uh, description links, so if anyone wants to come, you know, talk with Ashes with us or give us some questions maybe for the next podcast, we would be more than happy to have you and kind of get some information and just talk about the game with you as well, so... Uh, if you enjoyed the podcast as well, consider leaving us a review on your preferred service. We should be up and available on pretty much every place where podcasts are available. Uh, Apple, you know, iTunes, uh, podcasts, all that good stuff, Spotify. So wherever you listen to your podcast, hopefully we are available to you. Leave us a review. Hopefully, you know, let us know. Hopefully we're doing an okay job here. But that's that's it for All Talk, All Ashes, Episode 2. We really look forward to seeing you next week when we kind of dig into castles and nodes and the guild system as well within Ashes of Creation. So we appreciate you uh, hanging out. Thanks. See you.